0: Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. It's Scott McNeese actually starting off the show today. Uh, myself and Grant uh, both went along to the Anzac Day game, which we'll discuss in full. Uh, obviously, because it's a Thursday night and we both are actually away for this weekend, we decided to quickly get on the phone and have a, a quick podcast. So we can welcome Grant on the line. Welcome, Grant. Hello. Hello. Is it me? Hello. Hello. Am I on? Is it me? Hello? Yes, could have been Champions uh, reference there. Thank you. Could have, could have been Champions.
1: People will know that. Yes, mate. Um, yes, I couldn't be with you today in last Time up Podcast Studios. So I've jumped on the old phone and uh, we will do this podcast um, on a day where you and I were just talking off off um, uh, offline a moment ago where we went, yep, we've got beat by Collingwood again on Anzac Day, but we're going to let you know why we don't mind why we, we, we're going to take positives out of this
0: game. Yeah, like, well, obviously we do mind in some ways. But, but uh, what we really, uh, obviously uh, I have had the uh, the long train ride home uh, and that gives you a bit of thinking space. And uh, I must admit by the time I kind of got home, had some dinner, I was like, I'm actually relatively calm considering how hostile and the atmosphere was incredible today. And uh, it was Collingwood. And it was Collingwood and Zanzac Day. I can't help think that we are right in the mix, and I hundred percent agree, dude. I can't get that thought out of my head, and it's weirdly making me get a bit of a wry smile. Uh, It's 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 I after the game, I, I was like, you know what, you know, we've made three times more probably decision mistakes during that game but we were also running all over them that last two and a half quarters. Yep. And we tried to take the game on and God bless him for doing that. Uh, if there's one obvious lesson that comes from the game is we haven't been in that situation for a while where we've played a, probably a top two, I'd have to say team, if not the best team in the, in the AFL, they played in the grand final and should have won actually um, the best midfield in the AFL. And one, we've matched him and just a bit of polish and just a bit of composure when the game went really hectic and, and it was tight. We just weren't used to that as a club and we didn't handle it all that well. But besides that, gee, if if, they, if the guys grow a lot out of this game, there'll be a lot of videotape. If I'm Woosher, and I could tell this this is how he was after the game, I'm a bit Sheedy-like. Uh, shitty would classically go into the rooms and go, guys, we're right in this. Like, now oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't we, drop your heads. Don't drop your heads. We've got Geelong. We're going to get back on the bike. We're 3-3, but the year is well and truly alive. We've got a squad that can match any side. We lost it in the end. Um, That's it. And, and look, it's just simple composure mistakes um, coming out of the back half. And, and and that's you know that's where we're at. We're just a touch of inexperience. We we're not a team that's played a lot of finals football, um, so we don't have that kind of grounding and, and experience. But that would have helped. That was a a really important game for us today because they will have so much self belief coming out of that game. Even though we lost, they will this, know that we lost it. This
1: is the thing, man. Is that we never never sort of let it fall out of your minds, Bombers fans. Um, they're a good side, annoyingly. Collingwood, they're a very good side. Very they good are...
0: side. Very, very good side.
1: Very, very good side. And they played like it in the first quarter. They they played like a very good side. Uh, Scott Pendlebury is going to get 30 touches when he's 83 years old. And the, the way we well, the way we came out, we wanted to play like we usually play. We wanted to move it quickly. They wanted to move it quickly as well. And, and to be quite honest, they were more polished. They were... Better at spreading um, after those little short handballs out of packs, and it showed. Yeah, they were, stream- they were streaming
0: through the middle. Exactly, they they handled the occasion really well in the first yep. quarter, and we didn't. Uh, and, and that's just a fact. They they uh, blocked up the corridors, um, and we just took about a quarter and a bit to understand the tactics that they were employing on us. Uh, and unfortunately, even though we got it, and then we started to run over the top of them, we just had that you know thirty. Well, I think we're twenty nine points down, sort of ten minutes into the second quarter, uh, until we kind of snapped into a different gear, and, and we we I guess got around their coaching and started to and started to sort of dictate the play, and uh and that's what they're the kind of little things you look at and go, well that's you know that's there's so much positivity that I cannot help think uh I mean Dylan Shield. um jet yeah and by the way, okay we're, we're gonna we're gonna mention something here yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I, re- I reckon I might know what it is too and I, I and I, I reckon everybody look back at our old episodes of this podcast and I don't reckon you will have ever heard Scott and I badmouth the umpires right never we, it's just we they played they played but I tell you what mate, we were ob would robbed a couple of times in that game mate we were absolutely robbed
0: yeah well let's get the obviously the elephant out of the room uh you and i were pretty passionate during the game uh, bloody hell i mean you just cannot have an embarrassing situation where all 36 players stop and because so this is how i read it the crowd and every player understood on at least two or three occasions that a free kick should have been awarded. So what is the disconnect then with the AFL and its umpiring and rules to the rest of the fans and the players? Because that's what it tells me. It means that there's a a severe disconnect with the ruling of holding the ball to its key stakeholders, every player and the fans, to the AFL and their interpretation. And that's got to be a talking point. Because... That was farcical. Like you, that was just—it was embarrassing. But
1: I tell you what, I tell you what—you watch the AFL and the Umpires Association come out on went on bloody the weekend or something, and say no, that was fine. I bet you they back themselves in like that. That was okay.
0: Uh, I reckon they'll come out and say, oh, there may be one or two, but overall it didn't. You know, it was yeah. they'll they'll water it down, and and, and that's the frustration um as a fan because you know and, and i'll be completely honest right and and we both thought this i think there was uh at least a goal that essendon kicked um where it was clearly you know an incorrect free kick paid to us and, and it, was, <laughs> it was just a very strange I, I mean i saw stringer try and break a pack and drop the ball and and you and we both look at each other and went, Gee, we got away with that you know and i think even bagley may have um, held the guy's arm down over his shoulder and get, mm. get to go. It's just, it's just frustrating. But uh, it was 70-30. I mean, I'm I'm not trying to be oh, biased, no. but nah, it's
1: 70-30 definitely.
0: It, it, we just had some rough calls, uh, and it's frustrating because it's always, it was always like an obvious free kick. I mean, that, even that Stevenson one at the end. I mean, Guelphy gets him. He rolls him over, he tries to get rid of the ball, he doesn't. And then Ridley comes in and tackles and they, they get it in the back and shot on goal. That's what frustrates fans when there's something very... Out of the two free kicks, the more obvious one was Guelphies. And, and that's what frustrates fans. It's, it, it, it's, a, it's this feeling of injustice that, that the initial free kick wasn't paid. And, and you know, this is a three, four-point game. And, and big stakes with you know minutes to um, go. We're not talking about, buddy,
1: um, some ob- obscure little free kick that was missed because the umpire was out of bloody sight. 36 AFL footballers stopped in their tracks like they stopped in their tracks. I mean, Darcy, Darcy Moore, um, I forget who tackled him, but it was um, half forward flank, uh, members' side, punt road end, takes the ball, takes three big steps, goes to take a kick. And gets tackled and misses the ball completely. The ball drops to the ground. That's yeah. dropping the ball, man. <laughs> the whole crowd went nuts.
0: I mean, I mean, it's it's very strange. We won't talk about it too long. It, it's, it's uh, I could talk about it long, but uh, no. To... But you, just one one point on that is like they say that
1: AFL kicking hasn't improved in a hundred years. It's the only thing that hasn't improved in a hundred years. Well, I'll tell you what, mate. The umpiring, how you get those basic, basic errors that literally 92,000 people plus 36 saw and you didn't? They're the ones that kill me. It was on our half forward flank. The effort was there. You put in the effort. You 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 tackled him perfectly. He yeah. missed the ball. Yeah, I mean, and you yeah. don't get it.
0: I mean, you have a play where Waller's 40 40 out, and he literally gets his head ripped off. And you go well. <laughs> it's just frustrating, um, and yep. and the, so there's like there's like today's argument with the with the umpiring, but there's then there's a bigger, greater argument. And every off season, some a little panel of wannabe heroes and celebrities, which I call the rules committee, constantly yep. change the rules, and and so as much as I don't want to give some umpires some slack, I have to, because I think we're confusing the crap out of them themselves. Like we're constantly changing the rules where each preseason for them, they have to identify completely a different set of rules. Uh, I mean, so it's it's an overall subject that I think needs to be addressed about the, uh, the constant changing and the manipulation of our game. Uh, and i think it's driving fans crazy. Uh, we're seeing lower scores, we're seeing very strange umpiring decisions. Um and it's my belief is like why does it always take a grand final for the umpires to put away the whistle and only call the obvious ones. That's and
1: exactly you, right.
0: And you go know, why why isn't the mindset of a grand final on every AFL game? Because yep. There's no doubt. There's some umpires there that want to be celebrities, and you hear him on the you hear them on the voice and they oh, microphone. The the right micro- yeah, you hear them on the microphone, and and it's just frustrating. It's just the game is so entertaining as just a spectacle, and it's a tough game and we're being too precious on trying to take away this tough game and being... We're almost representing society a little bit here, but we're we're being over-precious on everything. Um, Yep. And we've got to let players play. These are tough guys. That's what they want. That's what the fans want. Understand your stakeholders, which is the fans. (laughs) And
1: that's the thing is that if they want to make changes to head high tackles and things that make the sport dangerous and that idiot Toby Green putting his boots up if you want to put new laws about that sort of stuff, right? Like, head over the ball, you got to protect all that sort of stuff. That I agree with, right? Like, if you want to be better prepared to look after the player's welfare, then that's absolutely laws that can be changed. But dropping the ball has been around yeah. since day one. Yeah. Um, Like, holding the ball's been around since day one. That rule should not change ever at all. It's perfect now. So, and also, too, like, week to week, you get um, these different interpretations in um, in the 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 umpiring, like the, okay, so you're not paying that dropping the ball now. Okay, it's been around for a hundred years, but apparently you're not paying it now. And yeah, look, like you said, we don't want to, to harp on too much about the umpires. <laughs>
0: but um, it, look, it's it's the obvious emotion after after the game. That, I mean, we were in the stand, right? And, and this is something I'm going to bring up as well uh, because Nathan Buckley. Has come out after the game, and he's had a bit of a go at the Essendon fans for booing Pendlebury. But let's let's discuss this honestly, because we were at the game, so it was a three point game, so the whole crowd's there and the siren. It's an Essendon home game, so the crowd's 60-40 Essendon, right? We've seen some of the strangest officiating you've ever seen. We've been no, right. Ro- it's not
1: strange, Scott. It's not strange. It was just flat out
0: bad. It was just flat out bad we've been frustrated for the last 100 minutes and and we've only just two minutes before that siren had that stevenson free kick that we didn't get which would have propelled us into our forward line by the way in a three-point game right towards the end if we got yeah. the free kick so we're naturally we're naturally hostile now i'm not a booer but the crowd the crowd was upset when the siren went and it booed when they siren went it booed and booed and booed. Hamish McLaughlin gets on. There's still people around us booing, and now, I mean, was Channel Seven going to say, "How dare you boo Hamish McLaughlin"? It's just yeah, that's exactly right. It's just constant booing. I mean, there's I mean, there's RSL guys presenting the award. We're obviously not booing all these people. Uh, it's it was obviously a hostile atmosphere. It was frustration. You gotta And the loudest boos were for the umpires. It wasn't yeah. for Buddy Penny. Well, the, the umpires are walking off the ground as this is as this is happening. So let's let's just take a deep breath, every precious person in the media and, and AFL and, and Collingwood coach. Let's take a little precious breath and understand the situation. What it does show for the AFL if they think about it closely, is that today was some of the most passionate loudest atmosphere and it was a brilliant clash like it was a brilliant game uh, yep. it was a brilliant spectacle for the game as far as as far as a contest I won't say am but as far as a contest every every player out there put his put everything into it. The crowd was loud. It was came across on the TV. I've just watched a bit of it after the game as so passionate and loud. That should be celebrated. If there's booing at the end, understand the context, but we sh- overall the day should be celebrated. There's, I don't think there's any Essendon fans that I know of that gives a rat's about booing Scott Pennell, be real. He's not really a type of player that you boo. Uh, no. he, he's a, he's a kind of a, a graceful midfielder. Uh get, you know, he's been a star for 10 years. He's and, a
1: dead set champion of a bloke. No one's booing
0: him. No, no, no one's booing Scott Benderby. He did take a bit of a dive, by the way, on under of my breath. Well, but, uh, but that's, that's unfortunately what I mean, happens when you <laughs> wear that jumper. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, but we could obviously say Joey I went on a lead and I saw him duck his lead head to try and get a free as well. So it's a bit of a, a swings and roundabouts. But but mm-hmm. overall, we're not worried about Scott Benbury He's a champion player. He deserved the medal. He's fantastic today, leading the side. End of story. So let's get back to yeah. es- let's get back to Essendon. Yep. Um, I want to go on the stats. So I want to stats. So I want to start off with someone that's it's not like a stat-heavy person. I want to start off with Michael Hurley. I thought he was sensational today. He had brilliant. We discussed about Dugawi and saying this is probably the hardest matchup for Essendon Football Club. I was a little nervous when I saw Hurls go down to Dugawi, but like Dugowie's going to get his sub. Like he's kicked out oh, what, two or three goals. He kicked two goals, maybe he's yep. going to get some, He he's too good a player not to, but overall I thought Hurl's had the better of the day and was just playing his heart out to, yeah. to get us a win. Uh, So that's one person that for me after, after the game, I was like really appreciative. I thought also Matt Guelph, you know, he's had the 17 disposals, but I thought he was really physical in, in the game. And, he he did he probably did two or three smothers just with, it was just effort. I actually I kind of appreciated his game. Uh, look, the obvious one is Dylan Shield as far as ball getting ability. Absolute
1: jet of a human.
0: Yeah, he's had thirty four possessions, eight clearances, seven tackles. Um, that's 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 fairly good. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Anzac Day metal good. Yeah, and and look, he's got an obvious weakness, and and that's goal kicking. So he would know that uh, he had two snaps on the wrong side of his body. I guess I can take that. Um, but he has, in the last two years, he has a total of about six goals, 26. Uh, so that's obviously got to change. Um, but I think Woosha, I think he he discussed it after the game and said what shield without a d in the end yeah uh,
1: apparently i'm not i'm not allowed to say that okay yes i agree yep. yeah
0: i i we have uh once you're back in the studio i have set up uh, what they call uh, an electric shock system that every time you mention the word shield with a d on the end i press a buzzer and you know <laughs> and you will be electrocuted uh so just so you know but it's just something that that's you fine know.
1: I'll, I'll accept
0: that um but it, what he brings to the side, and you was saying this, what he brings to the side, it, it's just something we don't have and it's so dynamic and it makes us such a better team. Like we're, we're now, you know, that's the best midfield we'll ever face this year. And I would say the last two quarters of that game, our midfield was probably slightly better. And and that's a big thing for me to say about the Essendon Football Club, uh, to have... Merritt. Merritt had thirty possessions. Heps had twenty-eight. Uh, I thought I thought we battled hard. And I actually thought credit to him, I thought Darcy Parrish battled hard all game. Um he had twenty-one disposals. I, th- I thought he um he's still gotta polish up a few of his disposals. There's no doubt about it. We all know that. But yeah. his his effort today was spot on. Uh and, and all credit to him, he had the late call up. Um so look I want to make sure I shout out to that. Who who is there anyone you thought um, kind of. I oh. actually Mason Redmond, by the way, he's not doing much wrong. The old Mason.
1: Um... Oh, my, my, Mason's my new until um until Fridge Begley gets back, he's my new man. Um, and or until uh Maggie Thatcher gets a game, but he's my new man. Um, uh, Mason Redmond, exactly zero wrong. Like seriously, he he would have been he would have known he was in a game of football today. I reckon that's probably the fastest, highest quality game he's ever played in.
0: He doesn't look but, out of place still, though, does he? Even today. No, he
1: does not, man. And he's only young. He's <laughs> still only young. He's
0: got a very still... composed mind.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, I agree with Mike Guelphie. Um, I would like to ask him what the hell he's done with his hair. <laughs> um, but um, He's got the Akamanas. Uh, oh, he's, that's that's real bad. But anyway, um, I, I want to mention uh, Hooker again. Yeah, yeah. Um, just solid as a rock down there. He's playing on Gigantor Cox and he, he knows where to be. He knows, and again, there's not many seven-foot players that he's going to have to deal with, and he, they isolated Cox, and he kept slapping it away from him because, like I said,
0: Kyle Hooker is better
1: on his worst day than um, Mason Cox will be ever on his best day, so I want to go with him. Um,
0: and look, it's important to point out, Collingwood um, only scored 73 points from 56 inside 50s. There you go. So uh, the defence held up well, and and it leads me to another player uh, who's very much undervalued, um, Adam Sard. No, I'm gonna oh. I'm gonna go Patrick Ambrose. Oh yes, the silent bloke. He is just he is just doing mission after mission every week and just shining every week. He's just. His opponent just never wins. You uh, might as
1: well have handed Brody Meyercheck a bar of palmolive soap today because he gave him a bath.
0: Yeah, it's what a, I mean. It's it's got to a point. Me you go, you know, what, it's actually fair enough. He's kept Francis out of the side. It has got to that point. Where you go, I Francis won't come in for Ambrose because Ambrose has been our best shutdown defender all year and played on the big big players. Um, has not been beaten yet. No, all, all credit to him. Um, I, I want to... Let's talk about Joe Danaher. Um, Adam Saad. Adam Sa- Look, Adam, actually, it's a good point. Adam Saad, I would love to know what a coach thought of both McKenna and Saad. And, and I say that because... Th- for them I, I this is how I used to talk about Goddard, right and I and they both they both did it they both would have they both would have had probably 10 turnovers right between them uh but their mindset to take the game on and try and get us going I still have to applaud uh and I know that they lacked composure sometimes especially in that last quarter um but I still appreciate that they have the bravery to take the game on and try and get us running and up and going and and, and I still view them that way and I'd I'd love to know you know behind the scenes how Wosher and and how Harves talks to oh, them man. after the game because yeah they just they just continually took the game on but yes today probably they made the most mistakes they have for a while but the mindset I'm still going to applaud
1: I hundred percent agree. Uh, Adam Sard running off the back line. Connor McKenna, that's their job, man. That is that is back line play one on one hundred one for those two kids, right? And I love Adam Sard. That bloke chased and ran and chased and ran, and he's turning into a reasonable one on one defender. Um, Adam Sard again, un- unsung in my opinion. I know I bet you a million bucks that they love him at the club. Yeah. Um, and Connor. Yeah, made a few mistakes today, but so did everybody. Everybody made some mistakes today. Zachy Merritt made some mistakes. Everybody did, right?
0: Yeah, but, but guess... you'll accept mistakes if the mindset is to take the game on because we're really, really bad when we're a stop-start team. So we uh, have yeah. we have to do this. We have to have the guts and bravery, and it does take it, but just on some critical decisions It the it's one thing to be brave but sometimes you have to have the composure in your bravery as well and and, and, and understand your where your actual be- players are best to benefit the next possession
1: yeah and I, I guess when you look when Sadi looks up sometimes like because he's so quick over his first 20 meters he does that sprint through a pack thing which is his instinct which is you should let him go mate and do it but because this modern AFL football where Literally, there's a half of an oval with no players in it. Sadi sometimes has to kick those little tippy kicks. Has to kick to. Like, there's no Sadi should be able to run through the middle and hit uh, Brownie at centre half forward. He just sometimes he runs too fast for the bombers to run back into Pagan's paddock. And yeah. Yeah. It's but I agree the 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 taking it on thing. You're gonna live by the sword and die by the sword with it. But I agree with you. We, we, we're not a um, a Sydney where they're a possession team and they hold onto it and they chip it round and they eventually get it in. We are a get it and go kind of football club, which missed out on beating the best side in the comp by four points.
0: Yeah. And look, I, I have to admit, I don't think we've really um, seen Devon Smith take off this year yet. He's he's had the. No, I, agree. I think he's had the he's had the what the fourteen disposals today. It, it, whether he's you suspect because he's such a a a um uh, a passionate footballer. You just you suspect his body just isn't right. I I I kind of feel like that's the case with him because he yeah. he, he just hasn't like, like McGrath's had fifteen, Smiths had fourteen, and Myers has had fourteen, and they were probably just a little bit off it today. And 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 th- they're the key things. You know, you do need all. You need to get as much contributors in that midfield as possible, and and probably McGrath and Smith just were a little bit. McGrath started the game off really well, but then just as the game went on, just almost got was removed out of the game. Uh, so they they will have some videotape this week, but um, Devin Smith is just is an interesting one. He's just he's just off the pace a bit, um, and I'm hoping now because we have what a. A ten day break kind of thing, you know. Yeah, ten days,
1: very I, nice.
0: Yeah, I, I think I think Belly and a few other guys just need that. Um, and let's let's talk about Jake Stringer. How dangerous is he this year? He's
1: oh Jake, he's got to be close to apart from Dylan, our best player at the moment.
0: Yeah, he's he's just every game he has an input in some way. He's not like the best player, but he's has a very dangerous vibe around him every game. And sometimes yep. he tries to take a little bit too much on um, by getting around guys and not seeing an easy handball. But uh, but we've definitely got the Jake Stringer, I think, of his more all-Australian kind of Bulldogs year. Uh, yep. and, and, look, that's what makes this dangerous because... Um, you've got the big Joe D next to him and you saw a glimpse today. Let's, you saw, you, you realize you had that, he's kicked four goals, Joey D. Um, and you realize just in snippets, you go, Oh, that's right. He's really, really good. <laughs> like...
1: <Yeah>. just, <laughs> hey, Bomber fans, I'll tell you what, um, Joey D just gave you, I don't know, 60, 65% of what he can do. Yeah. He kicked four, he's taken a couple of big grabs and, yeah, like I said, it it was just Collingwood were very very good today, and he but look out that kid's game two kicking four goals.
0: Yeah, and, and look, uh, I, I, this is going to sound very arrogant, but if if Fantasia doesn't pull out today, we win that game because he he to me yeah. he to me is one of our fastest and classiest players, which we were to be honest crying out for at some stages. But I mean that's it. You've had you've probably got a sixty five percent Danaher and a Fantasia out. Um, And so, gee, I'm still very, very excited about where this group can go. Uh, that's why
1: um, I, we said, no, 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 no. We're not going to get on here and just, oh, it's all doom and gloom because we lost. I agree. On the way home in the car, I just sat there and went, and that's why we think alike. I just went, actually, you know what? Um, No, we're fine. Four, four points off. Umpires were just hugely bad. Um, The Bombers will be much, much better for that run and I'll tell you
0: what Geelong's going to get hammered next week and look out Collingwood. Yeah. I'm not done. I'm going to predict the hammering yet, but I, I look, I I'm actually confident against Geelong. I, I think we match up well against them. Uh, they've got like a tall setup and I think we sometimes match up well against that. Uh, cause it feels like hooker and Hurley have a, a specific role. Um, so I'm quite confident against Geelong with that kind of extended break and getting some legs back into us. Uh, so yeah and I don't think the guys will be that down. They're 3 and 3. Nothing's a disaster. You know, they no they'll be they'll be one game out of the eight. Uh, and they and they've just played the, probably the the one of the two top teams and definitely matched it. So that that would be the message I reckon all week. I reckon they'll be very upbeat and and have a bit of a inner realization going, okay, you know, we are not far away from it at all. And look, is it just me or was this a- a very weird game where a lot of 50-50 balls that got knocked or oh, that went oh. that went to Collingwood, like was it was that, was that just me that so many accidental little you know some guy would smother it or some guy would tip it or some guy would you know it was just like every time it went to one of Collingwood midfield, I was like Mate, it driving was, me that crazy. was not just you. Yeah, it was it was like gee, they had some fortunate little odds and bounces and uh, I was like, oh man, give us a break, footy gods. But yeah, I, I think definitely I think Tommy Bell definitely needs the break. He he probably was a I mean he tried he he's had his eighteen he's had his eighteen disposals so it's not that horrific at all. He, yeah, and, and he's playing against what I think is the top ruckman in the league, who clearly had about you know, I think he had about twenty four more hitouts than him, but he, he's he's a gun so. Yep. Um, overall, uh, look, great to celebrate the Anzacs. Great to honor them. Uh, yep. it's, a, it's a magical day on the calendar. Um, it's not the result we wanted. And, and trust me, you know, I, I was gutted when the song went. I was really gutted. I really wanted this one. But I am a reflective kind of guy. And the more as each hour went past, I, I, I started to change my tune and went, actually, you know what? Our club is going places. This list is, is good. I said pre preseason, this list is good. I had, some, <laughs> I had some serious doubts after the second game. I was like, what's happening? Yeah. But I knew underneath, and I kept on saying it on those podcasts, underneath I go, no, our list is good. I know it. Um, but I'm seeing it now. I'm we've, We won that three in a row. Really, we probably should have won four in a row today. We are We are a club to be reckoned with this year. It's, it's. This is not a for me even a one or two year view. We can no, make, that's, we can make some noise this year. Yeah, and that's
1: that's why I reckon chuck this into the the, the title of the podcast. In that the nut we've got. Um, this we're we're taking positives out of this podcast because I tell you what, like you said, I don't want to keep harping on the fact, but we got hammered by the umpires really badly, um, and I tell you what, every one of those guys now know where the bar is. Um, but Geelong next week, very confident. Um, who have we got after that?
0: Uh, from memory, Sydney uh, here, Sydney, Sydney, Sydney okay. at, at Marvel. Which yeah, Sydney, Sydney are definitely not the Sydney you know of the last couple of years. Of yeah.
1: So look, I I take everything out of that game. The, the boys played really hard. I didn't see that. Um, um on Instagram was, was pretty positive. Very yeah. Yeah. He's very proud of the players. So, mate, the Razio should come back in, um, and again we've got. A ten-day break, which gives us a nice little break. Thanks for coming. And, and look,
0: um, yeah, and we've got the VFL boys playing this weekend. So if you can go, go check them out. They have the VFL Lanzac Day uh, with the VFL boys. And those boys
1: and, are on fire at the moment.
0: Yeah, and look, you know, seriously, you, you're going to see. I don't, not sure if Langford's playing that. I, I, I'm still, I'm hearing it to be confirmed. But you've got, you know, Le Verde, his second game back. You got Francis. You got some serious talent, Draper, Maggie Thatcher, Bagley, Clark. You know, so yep. it's it's definitely a game to watch because I I still see some possible changes coming, um, and I I I I think Mark Bagley's a great competitor, but he will be very nervous if Leverde kicks another five six goal game. Oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> I mean because we do have some serious talent. Uh, in the VFL, and they're coming back from injury. Uh, really bad luck um, for um, Gleeson about his two-week injury with his fractured chin Yeah, that bone. sucks. It's such a lovely guy. So I was I was so spewing for him. But um, the but, other
1: one that I want to I'll make a quick mention of too is um, Ridley. Yeah, he just keeps he just keeps doing okay in the back line as well. No one's sort of no one's beating him hands up as well. So I look, I, I want Francis in this side. I really do. But at the moment, with Ambrose and Ridley performing. Like, mate, um, uh, he's going to have to bide his time a little bit. I mean, Francis will come back into that side at some stage. Don't worry about it. But I yeah. want to say uh, good old Ridley as well. He did really well today.
0: Yeah, he's, a, he's an interesting player, Ridley. I, I, I think his next development is, is being a little bit more physical sometimes in the contest. Uh, I just noticed and sometimes the ground, he, he can get... You know, bumped aside, a bit easy, but that's that's just a young player. Uh, but overall, I mean, he has got, he's got a great set kick. He's got a he's gorgeous looking kicking style. Uh, he's a very very good player. And and these are the games you love to put into kids because they just learn so much. And that that would that was a final today. That, that No doubt in my mind, that game oh, was yeah. played as a final. The atmosphere was a final. We don't get to do that much at our club. So it was really critical for our side to have that experience today. Uh, so I think they'll have a lot of discussions, a lot of internal meetings, and really pump each other up and, and understand that we can really launch from this game. It's weirdly that we lost, but we can actually as a club launch from this game.
1: We're, wouldn't you love to have Harves on on the podcast again and just ask him for his opinion of, of what they learnt and what that what a game of that intensity means to means for the club? Because I reckon Harves knows the importance of big games like that. I mean, he's been around for a while. Um, and I reckon he would say and agree with us that it means a lot to... The kids, it means a lot to Parrish and Guelphie and and all those young Ridley and those young kids. Um, it, it'll mean a lot to those guys as well.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Look, we won't be too long. We're into thirty-seven minutes now, so we can talk. But absolutely, uh, hey,
1: just a just a quick one. Yep. Um, a, a shout out to Kevin Sheedy. Shout out to I know. He, of course, he probably listens. But um, <laughs> a shout out to Kevin Sheedy, who um, I said, "G'day, Sheeds." As he walked across um, Wellington Road, uh, no, Wellington Parade, uh, whilst I was waiting there to get me uh, my Uber, said, what well done, sheeds?" and he shook my hand. Good on you, sheeds, you
0: legend. Wait, oh, he's he's the one that created today, isn't he? In some oh, ways, oh,
1: absolutely. He's, uh, he was Essendon would be nowhere without that man.
0: No, we we've got um very a lot of things to thank that man. So
1: absolutely.
0: Where can you catch us on the uh, socials, mate?
1: Mate, the socials. You can get us at the Lunchtime Catch Up podcast Facebook page. Um, we're getting some great messages from you guys through there, so we really appreciate that. Um, you can get us on Twitter at the Lunch Catch Up. Couldn't get the Lunchtime Catch Up, so we went with the Lunch Catch Up on Twitter. Um, you can get us on uh, the Gram. You can get us on the Lunchtime Catch Up podcast on the Gram, and um, you can also get us now. If you listen to last week's program, you can get us on iTunes and SoundCloud as you probably are now. But did you know that you can now get the lunchtime catch up podcast on Spotify?
0: Yeah, we Um, had, we had a, we had a huge, we had a huge number of people follow, start following us on Spotify. So very much appreciated. And, and and as always, thanks for the, um, for the support for the show. We, we, we do kind of, we kind of giggle each time The, the, the numbers start coming through and, we're glad that you like just hearing us talk about the game. We're completely two different personalities that are just best friends for life, and and yeah. we've got the extrovert and introvert, and uh, and but it always has worked for it works for us, and it's uh, yeah. we love chatting. Always been best friends, so we we love the we're mad mad Essident. so um, this mad. this is yep. this is easy for us in some ways.
1: So we could do this all day, really. Um, I want to do a shout out to the guy. Everybody overseas we got some good messages from people overseas. We've got them in the Philippines and South Africa and the places. So if you're listening to this in some far-flung part of the world, um, big shout-out to you from Scotty and I. Thank you very much for listening. But, of course, absolutely all the bomber faithful um, in Australia and especially in Victoria. Thanks very much for listening.
0: Yeah, thanks, everyone. Uh, we, we, have a, we have a huge U.S. audience, so big shout-out. We know our, our friend Alex Shelton listen so g'day, Alex. alex Sultan, uh great old great old school high school friend great man uh so we'll leave you with that thanks so much for tuning in uh i'm going to celebrate my wife's birthday this weekend so Yeah, so are we so yeah we're all out to uh where are we going the Thai place yeah um
1: yeah don't tell them because i'll all turn up <laughs>
0: yes oh yeah the, <laughs> the celebrity that we are yes
1: yeah huge, hugely yeah
0: yeah so thanks everyone um uh, will our next show will probably be um i'm not sure if we're going to do one next week uh, as a pre-warm-up to the geelong game but we'll we'll decide during the week but yeah. we, we've got ricky olor on in in a couple of weeks so that should be exciting
1: oh mate that's that's actually oh, don't, don't just gloss over that we've got premiership buddy uh, bloody player ricky olor on if you don't mind yeah. everybody stay, tune in for that one i reckon he's going to be a funny guest
0: yeah, yeah, I, I'm actually really looking forward to that. Uh, anything from the '93 Premiership team, I'm, I get, oh, I get giddy mate. over just one of those years. If you're an Essendon fan and you experienced it, just something, Absolutely. just magical. All right, catch, bye, catch everyone. Um, still enjoy the weekend. Be good to your family and friends. And we're signing off from the lunchtime catch up podcast. Go bombers. Say goodbye, mum for me. Bye, bye. <laughs>